Amen. You may be seated. I have a, it wouldn't take much for me to say, Happy New Year, you're dismissed. That was some worship. But I did prepare a sermon, so you're going to get to hear it. My name is Nick. I'm one of the pastors here at Holland Chapel, and I do want to say Happy New Year. I hope that uh, 2023 begins in a wonderful fashion for you. It already has being here with us at Holland Chapel, I hope. Uh, We can't wait to celebrate all that God did in 2022, and we'll celebrate that in a couple of weeks. We're also very excited about what is coming up in 2023 here at Highland Chapel. Just a a few of those things are HC groups, which the online catalog will be out this week, and you can uh, peruse that list of HC groups and sign up for you and your family to get involved in the month of February in HC groups. Our students are going to begin a new series. It's always exciting when you enter a new semester, and we get to launch a new series with our students on Wednesday nights. We're going to be going through the book of John, and it's going to be called Proof. And we're going to give them, through the Word of God, proof that Jesus is the Son of God as we go through the book of John this semester. Pastor Luke's going to begin a series on the Ten Commandments in about three weeks. That's going to be exciting to go through the Ten Commandments. And then, of course, we're excited about the elder team that Holland Chapel uh, approved last month. Uh, It's essentially adding to the pastoral team. They're going to help lead Holland Chapel into the mission that God has for us in 2023. So we're all excited about that. You probably are beginning something new in your life, too, maybe today. Anyone in here willing to admit starting a new routine or committing to a resolution today? Anyone? we got a few hands going on, going up out there. One in five Americans will set out today to save more money or improve their health. Those are the two most popular resolutions. Other popular goals, spend less time on social media, uh, travel more, Maybe quit a bad habit or uh, commit to more family time. Those are all popular goals for Americans in 2023. I've certainly tried my share of those, but I've resolved that I'm more of a monthly challenge kind of guy. <laughs> so ask me to do something for a month, and I'm, I'm w- more willing to say I'm all in. We're not going to spend our time this morning on resolutions. Instead, I want us to be reminded today of two things that have not or will not change in 2023. One of those is that our God has not changed. No matter what your 2022 looked like, maybe it was filled with blessing, maybe it was filled with heartache, maybe you were sad to see it go, or maybe you've been ready for the new year since about July. No matter how far you may have wandered from him, God is ready to meet you in 2023 with the same grace, the same mercy, the same love that he's always had. And that excites me. That encourages me. That gives me confidence going into this year to know that our God has not changed. And let's be honest, a lot of things have changed. The world around us is changing drastically, but God has not changed. I I quite honestly have a really hard time watching the ball drop, uh, watching it uh, from like New York. It's like watching it from another planet watching those shows and you're like what planet are those people living on the world is changing but our God has not changed Malachi chapter 3 we're going to read a couple of verses from there this morning if you want to turn to Malachi chapter 3 it's the it's right before the New Testament begins I'll begin with a short verse Uh, verse 6 Malachi says on behalf of the Lord I the Lord do not change. 
And you may have heard this passage before. You may have heard the verses that are following it. Uh, but I bet like me, maybe you didn't realize that they go together. And it's interesting and encouraging to me at the same time that God has Malachi, Malachi declare this in a passage about repentance. He begins this passage about repentance by saying, I, the Lord, do not change. The nation of Israel had, been, had not been obedient. And scripture even says that they had cheated God. And God uses this passage in a, in a section of verses about repentance. And he begins by saying, I, the Lord, do not change. Look at verse 10. As we skip a few verses and we'll come back to the middle there. But I just find it fascinating. Like I said, really encouraging that that, that verse preempts a message about Israel's disobedience and then this statement by God in, in verse 10. The Bible says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Now let me quickly say this is not a sermon on tithing or a plea for your money. Not intentionally at least. If God prompts you in that direction because of his word, then so be it. But I wanted you to see what God means when he says, I, the Lord, do not change. He's saying, I'm faithful. I'm still here. You can count on me. And he ends by saying, try me. He looks at the nation of Israel and he says, you've wandered from me. You've, you've gone so far as to cheat me. And he says, but I'm here, and I have the same mercy, the same love, the same forgiveness. Try me and see if I won't pour my blessings out on you. God says, I'm still here. It's you that has wandered or has left me. Skip back up to verse 7. Right after he makes the statement that I do not change, verse 7 says, Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Adults in the room, students in the room, some of the class of 2023 is in the room. What a year this is going to be for you. Kids in the room, God wants you to know that he has not changed. No matter how far you may have wandered from him, no matter what all you have put in his place, God is still there and he says, try me. He's still full of love for you, ready and waiting on you to return to him or to give him the priority in your life that he deserves. Not only has God not changed from 2022 to 2023, God has never changed. There's a song that encourages me a great deal about this. I want to read a few lyrics to you uh, this morning. It's a song that reminds us that we serve the same God that Abraham, Moses, and David served. Kids in the room, as you think about the, the lessons that you learn in HC Kids, as you think about those, those Bible stories that you read at bedtime, the same God that we read about in those incredible stories hears our prayers today. That is so encouraging. That's so exciting. It's so comforting to know that God has never changed. Listen to the words of this song by Brandon Lake. It's called Same God. He says, I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. 
I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the ocean. I'm calling on the God of Mary, whose favor rests upon the lowly. I'm calling on the God of David, who made a shepherd boy courageous. I'm standing on your faithfulness. We could say that, church, in 2023, we're standing on God's faithfulness. He goes on to say, you heard your children then, you hear your children now. You're the same God. You answered prayers back then, you will answer now. You were providing then, you are providing now. You moved in power then, move in power now, God. You were a healer then, you are a healer now. You were a savior then. And we could all testify, you are a savior now. You are the same God. You freed the captives then. You're freeing hearts right now as we enter 2023. You are the same God as you've always been. You will always be. You never change. The same God of the Bible is here with us as we enter 2023. Let that encourage you, church. God has not changed. And something else that's not changed on this January the 1st, 2023, God's purpose for you has not changed. You may wonder, what does God want from me this year? What does God want from me in 2023? The same thing that he's always wanted. You were created to glorify God, and that has not changed. Our purpose, whether it's 2019 or whether it's 2040 or whether it's 2023, is to glorify our creator, God, with our lives. The Bible makes that very clear. But as one commentator says, the harder question for us to ask may be, what does it look like to glorify God? Now, how do I do that? You might say, well, okay, Nick, 2023, I'm ready to go. I, if my purpose is to glorify God, how do I carry that out? At Holland Chapel, we've used three words to, uh, to, to, to illustrate this. We've used three words to describe how we glorify God. You've heard them mentioned already this morning. They're worship, serve, and connect. And we could and we have spent entire mornings on each of these words. But this morning, I just want to remind you of these three great ways to fulfill God's purpose in your life in 2023. Worship, serve, and connect. And that's a challenge for you, church. I want you, as we go through this briefly, to think about what area you could give more of your attention to. What area could you glorify God in? We glorify God in our worship. Not just here on Sunday mornings. The Bible is very clear, though, that gathering to worship is a big deal. You guys being here and worshiping with me encourages me this morning. And I hope that's the same for you as we go out into the world to live a life of worship. We need this time on Sunday mornings. But we should also live a life of worship at work. Students, kids, we should live a life of worship at school. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Brothers and sisters, God has shown you his mercy. God has shown us his mercy. So I'm asking you to offer your bodies to him while you are still alive. Your bodies are a holy sacrifice that is pleasing to God. When you offer your bodies to God, you are worshiping him. We bring God glory when we worship him. 
Worship is our response to what God's done for us. As we sang this morning, that's a response to what God's done for us. But so is living it out Monday through Friday and Saturday too. Living it out in response to what he's done for us. Saying, God, you've saved me. You deserve this life. You deserve this obedience. You deserve my attention. I want to live for you out there, not just in here. But in here, every Sunday should be the accumulation of a week's worth of worship. What a celebration it it is when we come in here and we've been out there worshiping God with our lives and we can come in here together collectively. It should be overflowing as we worship God on Sundays in here. Worship gives God glory. We give God glory when we serve. The tech crew, the welcome team out there that was saying Happy New Year, the coffee team, you glorified God this morning in your service. Parents, this morning you served by giving HC Kids volunteers a week off. You glorified God this morning and you might say, well, we serve every day. (laughs) And that is very true. That is very true. There are so many opportunities here at Holland Chapel to serve. Just last week, we had uh, several bereavement meals. We had some families lose loved ones over the last couple of weeks in a, in a great number. And, and we had some ladies prepare dishes and, and, and provide meals for those families. And that's an incredibly important way to serve. There are so many ways to serve. Craig Groeschel, an author and pastor, he says, if you are not using your gifts in the church, then something that God wants to be done is being ignored. See, God's given us each a gift, and we're going to read a passage out of 1 Peter that tells us that, and if you're not using it to serve the church, then something that God intended to be done is being ignored. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. It's a wide variety. We could list hundreds of things just in this room. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. John 15 we read this morning. He's the vine and we are the branches. We get that strength from God. The strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do, check this out church, will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. Fulfilling our purpose as we worship and as we serve. But just like worship, not only in here, not only serve the church, but serve out there as well. Help out a co-worker. Lead in a Bible club on campus. I've heard of so many students that are leading out on their campuses. Even just, just it could be reading scripture. It could be uh, offering a prayer in front of your students. It could be leading worship. But serve out in the world. We're never more like Jesus than when we serve. Matthew 20, verse 28, be like the Son of Man. He did not come to be served. Instead, he came to serve others. And that's not just talking about us in here. How silly would it be, church, if we say we want the world to see Jesus? And the most, the easiest way we can look like Jesus is to serve, and we only serve in here. How silly would it be to only serve believers here on Sunday if we want the whole world to see Jesus in us? Jesus told his disciples, I have given you an example. Do as I have done to you. We bring God glory when we worship, when we serve, and when we connect with one another. Here, that looks like HC groups. 
HC groups uh, have uh, four categories. Life group, I think about the Hardings and the Ginthers and the Fulchers and the Wells and the Contornos and the Callaways and the Stogners that make up my life group. And I'm so thankful for those people in my life that I can connect with on a regular basis. And then if I have things that I need them to pray for, they are there for me. You may have a, a group like that in your life as well, and I hope that you do. It's an HC life group. We also have connect groups that meet over a hobby. Maybe it's uh, the hobby is you have a toddler, and it's called a mom and me uh, group and a play group. Or maybe it's you like to hike, or you like to play golf, or you're on the, the carpenter crew. Connect groups, connecting with people that have similar interests with you. A growth group, as you get into God's Word and you study God's Word, those will be on the online catalog as well. Recovery groups are so, so important. On Thursday nights and throughout the week, recovery groups, HC groups offer you connection. One of my pastors growing up, Jim Harrell, he preached from this very platform, and he used to say this. He would say, you weren't made to be a Lone Ranger Christian. We weren't, we're not supposed to be a Lone Ranger Christian. We were made to connect with others, and in doing so, we bring God glory. Think about this room. Think about maybe they're not here this morning. Maybe there are other trusted friends. And I just want to ask you for a show of hands. How many people in here are thankful for those that God has placed in your life that you have connection with? Look at this. It's so important. Just last uh, month, I made a list of names. I was uh, trying to think about all the, the men who invested in me in my college years. And just off the top of my head, I came up with about 25 names of men that led me closer to Jesus when I was in college. And how grateful I am for the connection that I still have with those men today. I pray that you have that. And if you don't, connection brings God glory. Someone in this room needs to hear your story of God's faithfulness. I was in Miss Virginia Finley's living room last week. And she said this statement as she's dealing with a great loss in her family. She said, God has been so good to me. People need to hear that. She attends a growth group with ladies a little bit younger than her, and they need to hear that, that when you're going through tragedy, when you're going through loss, you have a testimony that God has been so good to me. You need someone in this room to listen to and share your burdens with. We need each other. And the unity of God's people is a beautiful thing. It gives God glory. Look at this verse in 1 Peter chapter 3. Peter says, finally, all of you should be, rem should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. Connection gives God glory. So our challenge for you, church, in 2023 is to fulfill your purpose. Fulfill your purpose. You can set a resolution. You can make a commitment. You can have a word, whatever that looks like. But I challenge you, church, to fulfill your purpose of bringing glory to God this year. We can't do that without a relationship with Jesus. Again, John 15 I can do it all, but I have to be connected to Him. We've read that worship 
serve and connect is possible because of his mercy and his strength. Apart from a relationship with Jesus, you can't do that. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus this morning, I invite you to enter 2023 with life, with hope, and with purpose. I cannot imagine facing a year without the hope that comes with a relationship with Jesus Christ. I can't imagine facing the uncertainty in the world today without knowing that I have a relationship with a God who never changes. Last week, Luke told us very simply what it takes to enter into that relationship. Number one is to recognize the problem, and the problem is sin. There's not a person in this room that's never sinned, and that sin separates us from a holy God. And step number two is to believe that Jesus Christ is the only solution to that sin. Recognize that sin that you need, know that you need a Savior, turn from that sin and place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ is the only way that you can be saved. And friends, 2023 will be a year like none other. If you make that decision, we want to celebrate with you and lead you through those next steps. So please uh, let me know. Go see our friends in the Connect Corner. I'll be down front as we leave. There's pastors all over the room. We want to celebrate with you if you decide to enter 2023 with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And for everyone else in the room, we need to realize and be reminded that God has not changed. And he's right here waiting for you in 2023. He says, return to me and I will return to you. Try it, he says. I want to invite you, church, to, as we get ready to close, to take that connect card on the back of your seat and think about, is it worship? Is it serve? Is it connect? We want to make sure that you have everything you need to fulfill your purpose in glorifying God this year. And maybe it's serve, and you just want to write serve in the comments there. And drop that in the offering box and let us help you find a place that you can serve. Maybe it's not in this room. Maybe it's out in the world somewhere. Maybe it's uh, in your neighborhood. We want to help you serve. If it's connect, write connect on that card. Let us help you find connection. We'll ask you what your hobbies are. We'll ask you what your family looks like. See what kind of life group you need to be in. And, uh, and, and we want to help you find connection. Maybe it's worship and you just want to write worship. And we'll know that you're going out there to live a life of worship in 2023. And to make worshiping collectively here on Sundays a priority. Whatever it is that God's leading you to do this year as you fulfill your purpose, just write that word on that connect card and drop it in the offering box. We want to help you. We want to support you. We would love nothing more than to see you experience the blessings of enjoying all that God has in store for you this year. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of the New Testament. The God that sent his son Jesus to be the sacrifice for my sins because of your incredible love. For me, Lord, I pray that all across this room we're evaluating and thinking about ways that we can fulfill the purpose that you've given us this year.
And Lord, whether it's worship, serve, connect, whatever that looks like, Lord, help us to find it so that we can bring you the glory that only you deserve. And if there's one in this room today that does not know you as their Savior, Lord, help them to realize that they can do nothing apart from a relationship with you. And that is the most important thing that could happen today. We pray, Lord, that you would lead them to that decision to trust you. Be glorified through us this year. Be glorified through this church this year, Lord. May more people come to know you as their Savior because of what you're doing in and through us in 2023. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.